Nutrition fuels our bodies and minds. Our strength, mobility, energy, and even mood rely on the right nutrition, and scientists are continually uncovering new secrets. Welcome to Nutrition Unlocked, the podcast celebrating innovations advancing the role of nutrition in health, sponsored by Nestle Health Science. In each episode, we talk to experts from around the world about the latest topics in health science. We'll bring you insights and discuss innovations that are unlocking healthier futures. Today, we're talking about the microorganisms that live inside us. Scientists are continually discovering more links between this network of microbes and our good health. Our host for this episode is Anna Mole. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here today to discuss a topic that relates to each and every one of us, the microbiome, the trillions of microscopic organisms that live in our gut. Microbiome is currently a hot topic in healthcare, with recent news coverage on studies relating to everything from how it helps us fight off infections, to its effect on our mood, and even how it impacts children's hearing. My guest today is Dr. Matt Hen from Serious Therapeutics, who will be giving us a primer on what the microbiome is, what we know about it, and what it can do for our health. We'll also talk to him about the work to develop pharmaceutical treatment based on the microbiome, and we'll discuss what we see on the horizon for innovations in the field. Dr. Matt Hen is the Chief Scientific Officer at Series Therapeutics, a leading microbiome therapeutics company working to revolutionize treatment of serious diseases located in Cambridge, Massachusetts. He studies microbial populations and their metabolic function. The company is currently developing a novel class of multifunctional bacterial consortia or collection that's designed to modify the gut microbiome to treat and prevent various diseases. It's great to have you here with us today, Dr. Hen. The microbiome has been a popular subject in the media recently, and we would love to have you start off by giving us an overview of the microbiome. Despite its effects on our overall health, I think many of us aren't aware of the power that it has on our everyday life. Anna, first, thanks a lot for having me on the uh, podcast today. Looking forward to the conversation and talking more about what I think is a really exciting and emerging area. So at the simplest level, the microbiome consists of all the microbes living within or on a person. And this microbial community plays a very important role in a person's health. In particular, when the microbiome of our gut gets out of balance, this imbalance can be implicated in a range of different diseases. So as we look at the microbiome and we study it and we understand it, its state, the state of a person's microbiome, can have a profound impact on many factors to a person's health. So research over the past three or so decades, including work at Ceres, have really demonstrated the microbiome plays important roles in preventing infection by pathogens, immune system development, gastrointestinal health, which includes digestion, weight control, general gut health, and even infant health. And we are learning about how compounds made by these bacteria or other microbes in your gut can actually even signal your brain. So mm -hmm. the microbiomes in our body really are involved in an intricate interaction with us and have pretty profound impacts on our health. That's really interesting. Why is it such a hot topic now? Is it related to the advances and some of the things that we're learning or what's happening that's making it so interesting and, and the topic of discussion even in, in the media? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think there's a couple pieces to that. First and foremost is the data that's continued to emerge over the past particularly 10 or so years has really fueled a recognition of how important the microbiome is. So it really goes back to the Human Microbiome Project and the MetaHIT programs, which were funded by the European and US governments. And their goal was to, as comprehensively as possible, characterize the microbiomes of humans. And that work really 
allowed us to start to learn uh, how important these various bacteria are that have really co-evolved with humans for millions of years. So that's one of the key pieces. And the second piece is the technology has continued to develop that allows us to actually study these systems in humans. And that's really as well had a profound impact on helping us learn about them, their importance, and how they relate to both our health and disease. It's really fascinating, Matt. I think that was some great background information. I think it's it's super helpful for our audience to understand what the microbiome is and, and how it affects us. To help listeners with prevention, it would also be great to get a deeper understanding of what can disrupt the microbiome and the effect that these disruptors can have on us. We're continuing to learn about that in a very meaningful way, but there are numerous factors that can lead to an individual's microbiome becoming disrupted. So our microbiome is an ecology. In other words, just like a forest, it is a system that has many different organisms that interact with each other to result in some sort of functional output. And like a forest, different stressors can impact your microbiome's composition and how it interacts with your cells and tissues. So as an example, forests are impacted by changes in, say, rainfall, temperature, fire, or you can, I'm sure, imagine a whole bunch of other things that might impact the composition of a forest. So what's happening with the microbiome is the research has really exploded over the years, and that research is teaching us about what impacts your microbiome. So for example, this research has shown that um, hunter-gatherers versus people living in rural agrarian lifestyles versus those living potentially in Western societies might have different microbiomes. We're also learning that things such as poor diets, chronic stress, uh, certain medications such as antibiotics, as well as other factors can have an impact there. And there's really a strong connection between the overall health of the gut microbiota, inflammation, and chronic diseases. So in addition, and a longer-term effects caused by a disrupted gut microbiome can include a handful of implications. For example, increased susceptibility to infection, the development of allergies, uh, the development of chronic diseases like diabetes, our inflammatory bowel diseases, as well as various metabolic. One of the things that we've heard about in the media is this notion about getting your microbiome tested. What are your thoughts about that, and, and how does that work? There certainly has been the emergence of different tests coming on. It really depends on the test. So I think that diagnostics will certainly play a role in the field uh, in the future. As I said earlier, I think we're still in the earlier stages of uh, research and in particularly drug development and then diagnostic development. While it'll be an important role there, I think right now the information that one might get back from those could be very interesting and intriguing and, and set you off on some really fascinating Google searches. But in terms of how it gets actioned, I think um, is more limited right now. But I think there are certain aspects of it that are very actionable. We will see diagnostics move in the direction of having that kind of information and, and being able to provide feedback. But I think where it's going to start really is you get a microbiome test. That information goes to your doctor, who then will work with experts in the field to help interpret it and make decisions based on that. And then I think you'll see the next stage of that, which is the consumer end of it. Yeah, so still early days, but uh, certainly it sounds like uh, a promising opportunity and a promising diagnostic as we learn more. How does a regular person such as myself or our listeners, how do we do that? How do we start to understand more about our microbiome and what we should be doing to, to feed it appropriately? Well, I think it first starts with really understanding how the microbiome affects the many different aspects of your body. And when I think about that, you can really break it down into three fundamentals. The microbiome has an impact on your immune system. It has an impact on inflammation in your body, and it has an impact on nutrient absorption. So with respect to the immune system, poor gut health can really lead to 
a less responsive or an overreactive immune system, depending on what the disruption in that microbiome looks like. So as a result, your immune system may not mount a sufficient response to a pathogen or something that it needs to rid your body of, or it could actually overreact and attack your own cells. With respect to inflammation, an overactive immune system produces high levels of inflammation, uh, which can cause numerous problems and actually lead to many different downstream chronic diseases, such as ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, diabetes, to name a few. And then with respect to nutrient absorption, uh, obviously you need to absorb nutrients uh, from your diet and the microbes play an important role there. But as well, an inflammatory state connects to nutrient absorption because the lining of your gut gets impacted and and may not function uh, properly. So you know, folks ask me a lot of times, how do I care for my microbiome? It's almost like people think yeah. of it as a pet. And I guess in some ways it is sort of like that. But in my opinion, there's some really simple things that individuals can do to foster a healthy microbiome. And in many ways, they mirror really what your grandmother probably used to tell you or, or their mother told them, etc. What we want to do is you want to eat a diverse diet um, that incorporates all the food groups. You want to eat a diet that's high in fiber or fermented foods. Microbes in our gut, the ones that we want, are masters at digesting those complicated food components. Whereas the bacteria you don't want in your uh, gut, as an example, are really good at using those simple sugars in more refined foods. And so really, in the end, it's about eating properly. And secondly, it's about adopting a a lifestyle through managing stress, getting enough sleep, and trying to keep generally healthy practices. Your microbiome, as research is telling us, responds to those things. That's good advice and pragmatic, I guess sometimes easier said than done, but I, I think those are, you know, pretty actionable things we can all do. One of the areas that you've really dedicated a lot of your life's work to is around C. difficile and the management, the treatment, education around it. Maybe we could start with an explanation of what is C. difficile or C. diff, as I think it's often known, and what is some of the work that you and Ceres are doing to advance treatment in this space? So C. difficile, for starters, it's a bacterial pathogen that can often come to be an important player in the gut of someone who has a disrupted microbiome. And actually in that disrupted state, uh, C. difficile can start to um, take over and then starts to produce a toxin. And what happens is when it produces that toxin, it actually leads to severe diarrhea and ultimately inflammation and colitis, which is a real challenge for people. So C. difficile is really challenging from a healthcare perspective. It's actually the leading cause of hospital-acquired infections in the United States. It leads to over 20,000 deaths per year. And it's very difficult disease to both prevent and actually cure. So it turns out that 25% of patients who get a first episode of C. diff will actually get the disease later on in their life. So why is that? It's really based on the underlying biology of the disease. And it actually ties back to your gut microbiome. So it turns out that your gut microbiome is very important in preventing C. difficile infection. So how does it do that? Well, it it establishes what we call colonization resistance. So colonization resistance is just a really fancy scientific term to basically say your microbes in your gut that you want to be there are really good at not letting C. difficile grow. And these commensal microbes, so the ones that you want to be there, think of them as the good bacteria, really provide multiple important benefits. So they compete with C. diff for nutrients that are vital for C. difficiles. And then they also produce and modulate metabolites in the gut that in concert lead to the inhibition of C. difficile survival. 
The next challenge you have with C. difficile is that while antibiotics are one of the greatest medical advancements of the past century, one could probably argue, there's also unfortunately downsides. And antibiotics are what are used to treat C. difficile. But it turns out those antibiotics actually have a negative impact on those commensal bacteria in your gut as well. So the drug that you're using to treat the disease and rid your body of the disease is also the stressor or agent that is disrupting your microbiome such that C. difficile can take hold. So is that why if you have C. diff one time, the recurrence is greater because of the impact of the antibiotics used to treat it? It has sort of that unintended consequence of then allowing the recurrence? Exactly. The ability of your gut to rebound on its own gets more and more difficult. And so these patients really get in this very, very challenging cycle of reinfection. Uh, So our goal with our therapeutics is to restructure that microbiome that's been disrupted to restore the bacteria that were lost due to this antibiotic treatment. And then also to modulate the metabolites that are present in the gut to favor metabolites that we know inhibit C. difficile survival. So we've actually run late-stage trials in in recurrent C. difficile infection and and have shown that our technology can break that cycle of recurrence that I was just talking about earlier. And in our pivotal phase three trial, 88% of patients did not get a recurrence of C. difficile once treated with our microbiome therapeutic. Being able to actually use the microbiome to fight this vicious cycle is absolutely incredible. It must be so exciting to be part of this journey and to be on the leading edge of of different advances in human health and using the microbiome in order to help us manage our health and treat disease. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really exciting time in biotech and in the field of microbiome research. You know, what I try to remind everybody, I remind my team of this every day in some capacity or another. And first is that we need to be humble and we need to recognize biological systems are complex and that we still have a lot to understand. But at the same time, I'm incredibly optimistic. I've been researching microbial systems for nearly three decades, and I've had the the privilege to be on the front lines of of many of the discoveries and innovations that have come out over that timeframe. And from this perspective, I see a really exciting future. Our collective knowledge base of how microbes interact with one another and with human cells and tissues to ultimately impact our overall health and disease, as well as the tools we have to study these systems and discover new therapeutics is really increasing exponentially year over year. And what we know is that the microbiome, particularly that of the gut, has been co-evolving with humans for millions of years. And that this intricate dance between microbes and human is vital. So at Ceres and across the field more broadly, we are routinely making discoveries and improving understandings of, of several different things how the various bacteria, the fungi, the viruses that live uh, in our bodies differ between people who are healthy versus those who have a disease, how these microbes are functionally interacting with these human cells and tissues, and how the molecules they use actually communicate or influence human cells, as well as the function. And then how both disruptions in and then modulation of the microbiome, whether it's naturally or via some sort of therapeutic intervention, can actually impact whether someone is healthy or develops a disease. And I think what's really exciting is that the links between diseases and changes in the microbiome, particularly in your gut, are really starting to come into increased focus. And I really see a future where microbiome therapeutics and other microbiome-based technologies can impact how we think about nutrition and how we diagnose, prevent, and and treat diseases. And I think you're going to see applications in the coming years on 
changing how we think about antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections, which arguably is one of the greatest challenges facing society, at least from a global health perspective outside of the current pandemic. I think you're going to see big <laughs> implications in how we think about inflammatory diseases, oncology, autoimmune, and, and even neurological diseases. The data that's coming out that's starting to show how molecules made by microbes in your gut actually signal your brain are fascinating. What an exciting time to be part of this research. Uh, I can only imagine, and you've described it just a little bit, the journey you've been on and the advances that you've seen in the last 5, 10, 15 years and the acceleration of where we're going to be in the next couple of years and, and going forward. And just the, the number of different elements uh, that the microbiome impacts is absolutely incredible. And, and it'll be interesting to see as the research and as your work continues to evolve, what new things we discover and what new impacts we see the microbiome has on our life and our health and our bodies uh, and our minds. It must be just so gratifying for you and the series team to be on the leading edge of this journey. Dr. Hen, as you look into the future in your crystal ball, five, 10 years you know, down the road, what are the big advances that you anticipate we'll be seeing Sure. It's a great, fun question <laughs> to think about. And, and the field is moving incredibly fast. And I think our insights, as I said earlier, are really growing exponentially on a regular basis. I think there's a couple things we're going to see happen in the next uh, handful of years. I think the first is that we are going to continue to discover completely new and novel biology. We are only scratching the surface on our understanding of what microbes live on us or in us and how they interact with us. And in our research, even at Ceres, we've discovered completely novel species of bacteria that no one had ever described before. And that will continue to happen. And as we learn about what those microbes are doing and their importance, I think you're going to find a lot of interesting things happen. I think the second area that is really going to develop, and it goes back to your earlier question about diagnostics, and I do think we will get to a point where folks will be able to have their microbiome characterized and can get meaningful insights on how they might adapt their diet or how they might adapt their lifestyle to help improve that and to prevent diseases. And then I think what you're really going to see over the, the next five to 10 years is therapeutics coming out that harness that power of the microbiome to really uh, transform how we treat disease. And I think there's very, very real opportunity as we think about infectious diseases and how we treat them as we were talking about earlier with C. difficile and antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections, then also really how we think about these more complex inflammatory diseases where existing therapeutics don't work in all the different patients. And so what I'll close with there is that there's a real opportunity to bring forward what in the industry we call combination therapies. So how do you actually combine a microbiome therapeutic with another drug that works in patients to make its effect even greater or actually to reduce its toxicity. And those are the kinds of concepts that we're working on at Ceres. And, and in the end, our goal is, as our mission says, to transform the lives of patients with innovative microbiome therapeutics. And that's our goal. That's absolutely incredible. I, I think this whole area that you're describing around prevention and treatment and being able to enhance the, the impact of some of the treatments, won't that be an exciting day when it comes? Absolutely. You know, it's a very interesting time, as you note, and I, I feel it's been a privilege to work with such an amazing team of individuals that with an incredible dedication and real, I think, scientific foresight and insight to push the envelope. And so it's a fun time for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today. It was really a pleasure speaking to you. I know I, I certainly learned a lot. 
Are, are there any other insights or pearls of wisdom that you want to share with our podcast listeners before we wrap up? Yeah, look, I think what I would tell you, Anna, is that microbes are an important part of your everyday health. And I think we have the ability to both better understand what they're doing, and we've got the opportunity to really harness their great potential to treat disease and really find solutions for patients who really are, are in need of better medical treatments. Thank you so much. I, I know I'm going to be walking around thinking about my microbiome and uh, how my behavior is impacting that. You've given us really such great insight into this community of bacteria that live within our guts and help our bodies function so many ways. With the pace of and the heavy interest and investment and in research into the microbiome, we could be seeing some pretty significant advances in how we manage our health from brain functioning to fighting off infections. I'm looking forward to speaking with you again, Dr. Hen, in the future to discuss the advances. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation and, and look forward to talking again in the future. Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of Nutrition Unlocked, a podcast sponsored by Nestle Health Science. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion on the microbiome. If you haven't already done so, please rate, review, and subscribe to Nutrition Unlocked on all streaming platforms so you can ensure you don't miss a single episode and be sure to let others know about the podcast. We look forward to sharing insights on other interesting topics on the science of nutrition with you very soon. Look forward to seeing you next time on Nutrition Unlocked.